0: Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call one 733 619 or visit fujiclean.com.au.
1: Time to talk all the football news, and as always, we're joined by producer James Clark. Morning, Clarky. Hey, boys, happy Easter to you all. Yes. Hello, James. Done and dusted, and yeah. uh, I'm sure a man who had a very busy Easter watching uh, lots of uh, football is our former soccer roo, uh, Scott
0: McDonald, who's on the line. Morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning. How are we?
1: Very Good. well. Good. Yeah, happy Easter to you Scott. You, um obviously you you were busy watching but also coaching football. Uh you had a, a nice win by your team Gold Coast Knights but uh plenty of football on and and I guess we we'll start with just probably the the highlight of the weekend was the the game between uh, Liverpool and Arsenal at Anfield. Not a not an easy place to go and win and Arsenal haven't got a great record there and in past seasons, uh, but it was a, a high-quality game. Uh, Arsenal went up early, 2-0, but uh, Liverpool came back like they always do, but uh, a fantastic match.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one, isn't it, uh, Clark? You you have to probably answer with this one. Is it a point gained or is it uh, two drops?
1: Um, I, I would say like I wasn't disappointed. I I, I was disappointed because they let the, the Leeds slip but you you have to take your hat off to Aaron Ramsdale and I think if if Arsenal at the end of the year and they do win the league, go on to win the league, I think they'll look at that game and and uh it could be one that that saved their season. Um you know Aaron Ramsdale's he's keeping in that game could have saved he, he did save the game. So I, I look at it from a bit of a glass half full approach in that one. Um Probably points lost, but I, I think they, uh, I think they saved that game, and it could have, it could go on to save their season.
0: Yeah, look, I, I agree. In a sense, I think they're very lucky to even get a point in the end. Obviously, with Ramsdale and, and those saves, um, but what a wonderful game! It was so entertaining, wasn't it? Um, you know, the game's never done at Anfield as well. Even though you're two 0 up, I think if Arsenal could have seen it out to halftime, it might have been a little bit different. Um, but then even then when Salah misses his penalty, you're thinking, well, the gods are with Arsenal here um, and they're going to get through this, but um, uh, Liverpool just kept coming and banging down the door and got their opportunities, and yeah, like I said, I think um, Arsenal were were pretty lucky in the end to come away with a point the way that um, Liverpool finished that game off.
1: Yeah, and Man City had a win as well. Kevin De Bruyne, 100 assists. Erlen Harling just continues scoring goals. Uh, Chelsea lost again. Uh, Villa uh, cruising under Unai Emery. Uh, Lister, Leicester's woes continue with a, a loss to Bournemouth at King Power. And now they're looking at um, appointing, uh, who was it, um, Smith, isn't it? Dave yeah. Smith. Yeah, Dean, Dean Smith, Dean Smith the, uh, the ex-Norwich uh, Villa and Brentford manager until the end of the season. But uh, Jesse Marsh apparently pulled out of the race. So they're in a bit of uh, turmoil at the club. E- um, easy game this weekend. Uh, Man City, we might be $17 outsiders, <laughs> but I've got a good feeling about this. One
0: point from our last eight games, but this is the turnaround game, I think. Yeah, I'm done picking you guys. <laughs> I <think> you are. <laughs> so, so I'm done with you. I think you're down, unfortunately, as particularly if Dean Smith's taking the job now. I think it's been a real shock. I think uh, Leicester will look back at this and think, shouldn't have got rid of Brendan Rodgers for as bad a season as it's been. I just think, you know, I have a lot of respect and and I've seen Brendan Rodgers work and just felt he still could have got a little bit more. I think panic stations were just pressed and there's been a lot of that in the Premier League. Unbelievable, the amount of losses of jobs. I think it's 11 or 12 managers that have lost their job in the Premier League this year. It's just absolutely mental. Um, But I guess it has been a crazy season, uh, particularly down that bottom half and we keep seeing it. and none more so than Crystal Palace winning 5 1 mm. away to Leeds. What a performance that was. And I guess I'm saying you should keep Brendan Rodgers, but let Crystal Palace go and get Roy Hodgson and, and they get that result and, and feel justified. So, But I tell you what, there's a few more twists and turns that, to be had down that bottom half of the table um, before this is done, I feel.
1: And uh, just off the field, uh, Scott, we were mentioning earlier in the show this incident, but uh, the. Um match that Liverpool played when uh, Constantine uh, Hatsdarkis, the assistant referee, was approached by uh, Liverpool defender Andy Robertson and uh, he has elbowed uh, him, it appears to be the case that seems to be fairly common ground, I think uh, no one condones that but uh, a lot of people are thinking well, surprised it hasn't happened earlier and perhaps now is a, a tipping point where some rules can be put in place such that these people aren't approached in such an aggressive manner
0: Yeah, look, I I think we forget sometimes, even as a player, as a coach, um, these guys are human beings as well. So they're they're not uh, able to sustain fully uh, and be non-emotional at times. I think um, sometimes you just don't know what's going on in personal lives or or how much pressure they're under. Uh, But look, we we still can't condone what he did. Uh, If he has, you know, thrown an elbow at at a player, it's, it's not right. But Obviously, Andy Robertson going up to him. We don't know what he said to him either. Um, there's a lot of context to be sort of to still come out, I guess. Um, but the, if the vision's there and it's in black and white, then you can't hide away from that. And we've seen what happened to Alexander Mitrovic, you know, Fulham, you know, touching the the official uh, in that Manchester United game and what he got. So I'd fully expect that there's going to be a hefty ban for for the linesman as well uh, coming his way. But yes, I think we have to to look at that and look, we only need to look at where I'm at right now at Football Queensland and um, the struggle for them is real in terms of the amount of referees that they actually have on board and, and it's becoming less and less and... Um, you you would have to suggest it's because of things like this and, and in terms of the, the abuse referees take it. <laughs> I'm probably just as bad as anyone else doing it as well, you know, so it's, um the emotion rides high when you're in the game and the competitive juices flow, but we've also got to remember to to, to think that these guys are human beings as well and need to be treated correctly.
1: Yeah, I was pitch side uh, for that Raw game against Newcastle Jets the other night, and there was a VAR decision when when Henry Hall went down in the box, and and Matt German, German uh, from uh, Newcastle, uh, quite a nice guy off the field, but on the field he's got that white line fever and he absolutely gave it to Alex King. Uh, the, he was the fourth official at the time on the sideline and they're under enormous pressure, these officials, aren't they? To, And, you know, when you've got players in your face, it's uh, it, it's a, it's not a nice thing to, to see uh, just... You know they don't get the space, do they? Um, and I, I guess I get the the player's perspective as well because there's a lot on the line um, but the, there does need to be that sort of tempering of emotions, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's a difficult one to balance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, and Alex King's probably the best referee in the A-League. He for me. is, yeah. Uh, and, and probably the nicest guy you could meet because he does try and talk to the players and that's what's probably always lacking and, and in terms of the relationship between officials and, and, and players that the problem is that they just don't try with the players. They don't come and try and build relationships. They don't come before the season starts and talk to refer uh, talk to managers, talk to players, um, try and get a better understanding of what they feel needs to be done. You know, if there was a little bit more communication, I think that would help everyone um, and build relationships because if you kind of know the guy like Alex King will go out his way to talk to you and, you, you certainly have a lot more patience then um, in terms of those types of referees that will sit down with you or, or maybe admit, you know, personally at times that they might not have got that right. I think that helps because in that you do see the human side then, but I think sometimes when officials just put their hand in your face, um, they're just as guilty at times um, to, to not actually get the situation as well. And And I think sometimes they can talk it down but choose not to. Uh, like Fagani's the biggest one in the A-League for me, who's been brought over from, from Iran and doesn't understand the culture of, uh, of, of being here or understanding how to officiate with the individuals within the game. And that's a big problem for me. And, and that antagonizes and infuriates people um, in terms of just... You know, treating players like five-year-olds doesn't work either.
1: No, you're right there. Um, now a couple of points just before we get onto the Champions League, which is on this, this week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday morning. Uh, United won, uh, Manchester United won, but they, they've lost uh, Marcus Rashford to injury. How big an effect is this going to have, um, for their top four chances?
0: Well, I think it's huge. We've seen not just uh, top four chances, Europa League as well. Yeah. Um, we've seen that, uh, you know, in the, in the recent weeks when he's been injured, it's, it's been a problem for for Manchester United, and and Weghorst hasn't really come up with the the goods. So it's going to be interesting. They're going to have to rely on Anthony Martial uh, a lot now. Um, come the end of the season, if he can stay fit, if if Rashford just can't get back um, in the meantime, but. Look, I still think they've got a lot of quality, Manchester United. I still think they'll have more than enough to reach that top four. Um, But I think, obviously, that Ten Hag's got one eye on that Europa League as well. And without Rashford, you're in the crown. It's going to be very difficult.
1: Uh, Celtic won the Old Firm derby. Uh, pretty much uh, wrapped up the Scottish Premier League title, uh, and I think you got three out of your four legs in the in the multi-up. Uh, just disappointing with, uh, with with Newcastle in that game. They they just uh, absolutely ran away with that game, didn't they? Um, yeah. Against Brentford, oh, not against Brentford, against West Ham, five-one winners in in that one. So. Uh, who do you like in the Champions League games coming up on... Uh, we've got Wednesday morning, we've got Benfica versus Inter. Uh, Man City taking on Bayern. Uh, and then on Thursday morning, we've got AC Milan taking on Napoli, which will be an absolute beauty. And uh, Real Madrid taking on
0: Chelsea. Yeah, look, the, the, it's getting tougher, I tell you. <laughs> There's some big teams left now, and none more so than that cracker Manchester City versus Bayern Munich, you know. Bayern Munich now got Tuchel at the helm, uh, got a good win uh, over the weekend, tough win away from home at Freiburg. They they lost there earlier in the week in the Cup, got knocked out, had a convincing win against Dortmund the week before. Uh, Manchester City just keep rolling on, and this is a really interesting one. But I think Manchester City at home, they will get the job done. They'll get the victory. Um, I... Believe as well, Benfica at home, a tough place to go. Yeah. Yeah, the stadium light over there. Managed to play there myself, and it was a wonderful stadium, wonderful atmosphere. And I think they'll turn it on. Into Milan, not doing so well in the league, um, but still in this Champions League. Uh, you know, got a draw to get through in the last legs. Um, but I think Benfica will win that one. Real Madrid's just too strong for for, for Chelsea um, uh, in that one as well. So. I think, and then you've got the the Italian all Italian tie as well. Milan, Napoli, uh, Milan coming away as well, winning four nil away to to Napoli in the league only last week. Mm. But I think Napoli will turn that one round. I think they'll get a victory in that one. So there you go, that's probably the surprise one out of the four.
1: Beautiful. And before we let you go, Scott, what what was your favourite ground that uh, in Europe that you played in? What was the what was the best atmosphere? I know you mentioned Benfica, and I know it's on a, on a lot of people's bucket list to to go and watch a game at Benfica. They got terrific
0: fans. But uh, what was your favourite? Look, it's hard to look past Celtic Park. Obviously, I'm biased in that sense. But um, obviously, travelling around Europe was was wonderful, and the new camp was amazing. Um, as you walked walked down the tunnel down the hill sort of down the little slope. There's a a little chapel on your right-hand side that you see in there, and there's a couple of players, you know, praying before they go out. But I think the San Siro for me was the one. I think just in terms of the the aura and the history of that that stadium itself and and walking out um, was just unbelievable Uh, because you watch a lot of Serie A growing up in Australia as well um, and watching the great AC Milan teams. And I think that was... And at that time when we played them, they were European champions. So that was that was just an amazing event
1: yeah it's a, it's a pretty special town milan it's uh it's a football town no question there's uh wherever you walk around it's just it's just surrounded by football flags scarves everything so uh it's a big town but uh good luck in your your multi this week uh we'll we'll be cheering on benfica man city
0: uh, napoli and real madrid and uh, we'll chat a bit later in the week thanks boys have a good one